Hello and welcome to week nine of the Parental Leave podcast. This is our 12 weeks of parental leave where Adrian and I discuss... I'm uh, Adrian. He's Christian. Hey there. Um, We discuss our life on parental leave because we're both off for these 12 weeks. Um, So this is week nine, as I said, and uh, let's start off with your updates, Adrian. What has happened this week? Well, a couple cool things I did this week that I also did last week, but I didn't mention last week. Um, While I still have time at home, I've been going all to these all these like mom things that are available one of which is the movies on tuesday mornings before two two o'clock all the movies at the theater in downtown brooklyn here at the alamo theater are family friendly and that means you can bring a screaming baby and it's awesome so the whole theater is full of other moms with little babies and it's the kind of theater where they bring food to your seat which is real they have drinks and stuff too and milk salads and and a lot of food so I saw uh, Lady Bird last week, and I saw The Disaster Artist this week. Disaster Artist was a better choice because moms don't love it, so it was completely empty in there except for a couple of other people. But it was great. Rasmus was just eating, and I was holding him and watching the movie. Liked mm-hmm. that. And then also I've been going to postnatal yoga class, and that's a class that's made to be able to bring your babies as well because they're assuming that women are home with their babies. But I went last week and realized I still have a lot more physical recovery to do than I thought. Because when I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago and she's like, you're fine, start exercising again. I was like, I'm fine, no problem. But then I wondered why I hurt a little bit. And in this class, they kind of normalized it being like, yeah, of course, you still have things to heal. And there's a lot of subtle kinds of strength stuff that I can do in that yoga practice that so I really So you were pretty annoyed with your OBGYN for not noticing this and just sort of like see you in six months not caring. It was like you yeah. felt like you got dropped after the birth. It's true. Yep. Yeah. So it, I would recommend some sort of a postnatal yoga class to anybody. It's There's a lot of stuff to think about with the pelvic floor. It's so hard. They describe like trying to exercise your pelvic floor to build strength it's hard to visualize oh rasmus is still awake playing with the little toy over there so you might be able to hear him there's a lot of stuff that needs to be strengthened and my doctor certainly didn't tell me anything so this the teacher of this course helped me a lot i got great feedback from you guys when i've been talking about pants and what i'm going to wear to work so thank you so much for your emails and suggestions thanks gene for suggesting brass which is a website i had never heard of before that has just super basic professional clothes for women i think they have an elastic waist which is going to be excellent for me so i ordered a couple of things we'll see how those turn out once i get them in the mail next week Thanks, everybody. I also had a great luck going to Old Navy last night. I got a shirt for three ninety five. I forgot how great Old Navy can be. All of their dresses are like super flowy. So that's my vibe right now. And we've been getting advice about Santa uh, from what other people do. Yes. And uh, that topic was a good one. Yeah, people, people had a lot of feedback. Thank you for all your comments. So far, everybody says the magic is real and you want to share it and santa we'll see we'll see i've got another 12 months before we need to decide at least Um, we were gifted the book the polar express by a friend who was listening to the podcast so we'll have to read that together so christian can see there's a special message for you in this christian it's magic is real i'm like okay i haven't read it yet so yeah thank you chuck (laughs) (laughs) um quickly update for on me um i've been feeling like i I'm barely keeping up with the bare minimum for work um, and not doing any long-term work, which is frustrating. 
Um, but again, this is three months that I planned on or 12 weeks that I planned on. And it does end in three weeks where, you know, we start going back to work because he goes to daycare. Um, but last month, December was the first full month of being on this parental leave. And it was the best month of the year for the fund. So things Killing are going well. It. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's just good fortune. But it feels a little bit better to be like, okay, I'm not... It's still okay for uh, for everybody, and yeah. the world goes on with me out for these twelve weeks, and things don't completely fall apart, and that's a good thing. So you're doing great. So yeah, if it, it feels less bad, <laughs> there's still the the desire to work on the list that continues to get longer of interesting companies I want to look at, but whatever. Um, How are your clothes fitting? Everything's. What the are same. you gonna wear when you go back to work? Uh, yeah they they all still fit and God. they're this the patriarchy exactly yeah it's great rasmus updates um rasmus joining the patriarchy um rasmus updates this week i have one big stuff was we went to the pediatrician um they told us about sleep training they gave him vaccines which was one in the mouth two shots simultaneously in the leg uh, and those are actually going to be talk topics we'll talk about yep. in a few minutes after our updates. We'll talk about vaccination and sleep training. Yep. Um, what else? We took him to New Jersey because my sister was stuck at Newark for a few extra days because of the snowstorm. And uh, we turned that into an opportunity where we all met and had a great time in Jersey City. Um, so Rasmus rode the subway and he rode the path train and he rode an elevator with a homeless man. Big day. A homeless man smoking a cigarette, but he, he put the cigarette out for Rasmus. And so he was very sweet and kind. People are sweet to babies. Yeah. And this was a very cold day. So like he was in the elevator smoking to keep warm. And there were a ton of people at um, at Fulton and World Trade Center just like inside trying to keep warm. It, it Yeah. This weekend was extremely rough cold for in New um, York. Yeah. But uh, what I noticed, speaking of the elevator when we were out, um, now that we're pushing the stroller all around. And New York is New York. Everything is built up because there's limited space. I'm learning that just the struggle of people who are uh, disabled disabled and have to go on elevators and can't take the stairs and stuff. It's a real pain in the neck. Like at the World Trade Center, when you go to the PATH train, there's elevators, but you have to walk all the way across like a really big lobby to get to it. Everything just takes longer. It's a shame. The Grove Street elevator to get up to the station is like you have to press the button and hold it the entire time. So you're pressing the button for like a minute to open the door, to get in, to have it rise. you got to hold it the entire time. Like my leg and my arm were getting tired just holding on to it. it, Yeah, if you're going in there by yourself with a wheelchair, I just think that would be really annoying. It seemed unnecessarily Potentially impossible, depending on your arm strength. So, yeah. Other parents are old hat with this, but... We're like, geez, this is terrible. But <laughs> so. at, on the flip side, it's nice that that stuff is available. There are elevators in a lot of places, and so we can make it work. But it's rough. Mm. Sorry. Yet again, everything takes a lot longer. Yeah. With this little bundle of squeaks. He's he's in the jungle right now in front of us, so you may be able to hear him a little bit. He loves the jungle. We um, talked about that last week. He continues to love the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so um, vaccines or sleep training, which one do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about vaccines first. This is a topic that has become something that's up for debate in recent years, thanks to um, Jenny McCarthy being 
popularizing the idea that they lead to autism and whether you agree with that or not it's up to you but we don't it's agree. in the air and it's been for yeah, 10 years we don't so. agree with that and we are in favor of vaccines definitely don't want him to get polio or any number of all of these other things that we now can prevent with these vaccines so and I, we have to to go to daycare like that's right in three weeks we have to have proof that he has vaccines otherwise like we're still at work or we're still working with him at home and i'm happy to know that the other kids will have been vaccinated as well when we're all in close quarters here um and so they pack a lot of different diseases into just two vaccines that they gave him yesterday i think so it's a lot of stuff in one which is pretty cool and so they they put them together and, and stick them both at the same time so he has one moment of pain and he didn't love it he cried like he had cried when i cut his finger and made it bleed a few weeks ago. It's the only other time that I heard him in pain. It's a different cry from when he's hungry or needs to burp or whatever, or wants to wake up, yeah. So what I didn't expect was that it has made him a little bit under the weather the last couple of days. The doctor had said that the first night or two, he's going to be feeling a little bit out of sorts. So Monday night after he got the shots, he was really sad. I think it was a day and a half that he was, like, struggling. He slept more. But he would wake up in pain. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like he's hungry. He's like, I hate everything. What is going on? <laughs> Why? Yeah. And that that was a little bit hard to take. Um, it made me really sad just thinking. It's the first time I've experienced him being kind of sick. Not even sick, but just dis- in discomfort in a way that we couldn't solve it. And it made me really sad just, oh, he's getting sad too in the jungle. It made me sad to no, think about. The possibility of more serious illnesses, and I know... The inevitability. <laughs> other friends are dealing with other other issues with their kids, and I don't know. It just would be really hard to, to be holding him when he's really sick, and I know we're going to have to deal with illness in his future, and it's hard. Because a lot of this, st- like when he cries out now, it's like, okay, I will hold you, I will feed you, and I'm I will solve this issue. Him. Um, with the feeling bad nothing works like we could give him tylenol we gave him like liquid tylenol um but that doesn't help instantly and it, it hurts as a parent not to be able to to solve the problem and i know we're just going to get more and more of that over time um yeah brb so my thoughts on vaccines i guess there are two things um the first is we've been pretty mobile and we've been taking him out and doing stuff like going to jersey city um and I feel like if we didn't vaccinate him, I might be more leery of taking him out of the house and I'm, we might be more homebound and I really I don't want to have That's that true. kind of life. It does give us the feeling of more yeah. freedom. Yeah, because I mean, for the first six months of his life, he has a lot of Adrian's immunities and I guess they fade away over that period of time. So he's not getting crazy stuff then, just like normal flu that'll make us sick. Um, <laughs> be right back. He's a cuto. Um, and the, the other thing I was thinking is what we've heard about not vaccinating your kids. One, one of the arguments that seemed to make some sense to me is like, Hey, if my kid gets sick from one of these diseases, I can just take him to the hospital and it'll get fixed. So I, I asked the pediatrician about that and her advice or her suggestion was like, yes, we can fix a lot of these things, but say for whooping cough or something like that, you don't get the results back to know that it's whooping cough for a few days and you can have some permanent damage and it's like pretty bad for the kid if they get it um 
So you don't want them to get hearing loss or whatever. And with polio, they'd be disabled, but like polio, who's going to Afghanistan or wherever they still have polio? Well, we have polio here now because people aren't vaccinated. I'm not sure that's true. That is true. Polio in America, I'm not sure about. But We'll double check that. But I thought right. I read that people are getting polio again here. I don't think that. But like, I just don't want to deal with that. Um, but it was interesting to hear that that's not completely true because you still have to get it tested and there can be bad damage in that and I don't think whooping cough is fun or whatever they are um, but as we said we have to do it anyway and we're people who get our kids vaccinated if you don't, cool but that's something that we did this week and these are the effects of it did you have any more on vaccinating, Adriel? no, I thought it was it went well Okay. we have a feisty baby today this is the hardest one to record that we've had so far he he just wants to be part of it. And he, he's looking at me right now. Yeah, I think he likes our voices. Um, but sleep training. So our pediatrician, um, the whole office is apparently militant about sleep training. We've heard that from other people before. And so we went in with his two-month visit. We knew they were going to talk to us about sleep training. And the funny thing is, like, our doctor... Um, has a six-month-old baby now and she did not start sleep training with her baby until he was four months old which is two months later than the advice that that we get um so we know that everybody does this differently and i think it really depends on your baby and they don't push you they're like this is what we recommend but do what you want to do obviously so even our own pediatrician did not take the advice of the office but now she regrets it. Yeah, which was, was good to hear. It's really like, good to hear. She heard, to have her kid a couple months ahead of Rasmus, and she's experiencing it, and she's also a doctor. I really yeah. love. She didn't want to like make her baby go through the pain at two months, but then she's like, at four months, it's like way worse for everybody. So we're going to try it now. And the good news was before the night before the doctor visit, he slept for eight hours, which is just like awesome. So we got lucky that Rasmus seems to already be trying to sleep for eight nine hours which i think is like not normal and we're very fortunate in this um like last night i think he slept for nine hours which was cool because it was my night (laughs) one of the things that helps we have this thing called merlin's magic sleep suit you maybe can hear him slurping and eating right now right next to christian's mic but anyway um merlin's magic sleep suit it's like this little suit that you put on him he looks like the little michelin man it makes him just all huge and his arms stick straight out and his legs stick straight out it was a gift from maria and Alyssa. thank you so much it's really working for us because there's lots of different ways of thinking about this mm-hmm. and some people will call it the cry it out method and that has a stigma attached to it and i think in years past it was a little bit more brutal that you would do this for extended periods of time, or I'm not sure what the history of this is really. And we are reading a book called the happy sleeper, which recommends a little bit more of a hybrid that you let them cry, but you sort of like go in and you're reassuring to them. And then you back out of the room and I think it eases over time. But the way that our pediatrician recommends it sounds really simple. And I think it, we'll see if it works. We'll let you know next week how it works, (laughs) but it's just very simple that it's three nights, you put him to bed at the same time every night and you go and you check on him at 7 a.m. and he should be doing okay and you just let him cry a little bit when he's and and the goal is for him to learn to calm himself he's got his hands out in the sleep suit so he can suck on his hand and it's like an adult we um people always ask is he sleeping through the night this is the question that people ask babies they when you're pregnant they ask is it a boy or a girl when you have a new baby they say is he sleeping through the night 
which I think is annoying. I don't, why do they ask that? Why do you ask that if you do that, people out there? Leave us a comment and let us know. Because it's, I think it's such a big transition in the parent's life. I guess there's so. There's like, I'm hoping there's before and there's after. Where um, after this, we will have, you know, we'll be more rested and we'll be able to have more control over our lives, that sort of thing. I don't know. That's the dream. But by three days, what Adrian means there is like, after three days of this crying and being whatever in the night, he should be used to it. So day four, in theory, he just sleeps. Like we put him down and at eight o'clock, he falls asleep and he wakes up at seven. It's like an adult. I mean, not completely like an adult, but ultimately yeah. he's never really sleeping through the night because we don't sleep through the night either. You might wake up at two in the morning and feel hungry, but you don't cry about it. And you don't get food. You well, just, you don't need your mom to come in and fix it for you or right, your dad or anything. You've learned how to help yourself fall back to sleep. So we wake up all night, all the time. You look at the clock or whatever, and he'll learn to do that as well in theory. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and obviously that falls apart when you go to somebody else's house or he gets sick or what have you. Um, but we're, we're going to try to start it now and hopefully the investment now and suffering through the pain will be paying dividends later and apparently that's been seen by a lot of people who do this in different ways people who put off doing this or they're not comfortable with this maybe even later in life the kids three four years old have a harder time falling back to sleep and you need to snuggle with them and help them calm and people who are doing it this way supposedly their kids are more able to soothe themselves even into later kid years so that sounds very good to me it it could also be the it's a selection thing where like the kids who are capable of doing this are then going to sleep better and the kids who are not capable of doing this at this point aren't going to sleep better no matter what you do. But you I'm know, hoping that we're lucky because he already wants to sleep a long time. <laughs> so. Yeah. And especially thinking about going back to work next week, the idea of him sleeping for 10 hours in the night and we just have a normal night's sleep sounds amazing. It sounds too good to be true. We'll see what happens. But that's another reason why we're going to push through it Starting tonight. Starting it tonight. Yeah. So that is it for week nine. We will tell you next week. Um, new episode every Thursday. So we will tell you next Thursday how sleep training went, if it was an abject failure, <laughs> if we uh, And quit we'll also and, tell yeah. you what it's like. I'm going back to work next Monday and Wednesday. Yep. And um, we're not starting daycare yet because that starts in a few weeks. And in the meantime, Christian found someone from care.com who's going to be coming in Monday and Wednesday afternoon. So we'll both be working Monday and Wednesday. We'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody. Um, let us know what you guys think about sleep training, what yeah. you've done, what's worked for your families and what concerns are with that and what worked for you and what you wish you had done. Mm -hmm. And if you like this podcast and you're using the version in the Apple podcast store, would you do us a favor and give us a review? And it would really help us a lot. We got one review from a guy that I don't know. If you're listening, thank you so much. I was so excited to see it. We had a review from our friend Tommy, who's the best. But then we also had one from a guy we don't even know at all. And you found our podcast and you liked it. It really warmed my heart. Yeah, it's really nice. Like we're doing this in part for ourselves to remember when we actually can sleep again and, and form memories. But uh, we, yeah, we want to have it out there in the world too. So. I, I'm it's glad cool you like that it. You're finding it. Thank you so much for listening. It makes us feel really good to share and, and hear your feedback. So yeah, leave a leave a comment on the YouTube version and visit parentalleavepodcast.com to find all the different versions that you can listen to. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye everybody. Bye.